0: Use promo code MADNESS50. That's MADNESS50 to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today.
1: Hot! Broadcasting live from Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, One...
2: Number two, Jeff Cameron, 93.3, Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Great to be with you. Happy Balls Wednesday. Hope you're uh, well. I'm Jeff. That's Tom. There is Director Matthew. And you are you listening to us? Appreciate that. Looking forward to it tomorrow. Got an opportunity. Speaking of uh, warchant.com and the show here and uh, videos and the like and all that, tomorrow I'm talking to Mike Martin Jr. for our annual preseason preview for Florida State Baseball. Now, that will be played on Friday, so I will... Conduct the interview tomorrow morning. I'm very much looking forward to it. And it'll be a pretty uh, pretty decent length, long-form uh, interview, and we'll have that for you on Friday. We'll run that. Uh, and, uh, hey, man, welcome back, FSU Baseball. Welcome back, FSU Baseball. I shared the story earlier this year, but I'll say it again for those that didn't hear it, just because I think it's encouraging, and it's from a non-biased observer who would be in the know. Uh, we have certainly... Uh, Context clues and and certain statistics that tell us some of this, but maybe not perceptions from a professional standpoint, and that is that, um, you know, Florida State's strength, obviously, this year going into the season is the the pitching staff, and they have a depth of arms and arm talent uh, that um, might be the envy, we'll see, of the entire conference, and one of the best, perhaps, in the country. Um, and I was having a conversation, not a name drop, just happens to be that his son played on my son's baseball team. Um, but I had a conversation, I, I mentioned this before with David Ross, and he said that some of the scouts that he talks to, and obviously he talks to a lot of them since he's the manager of the Cubs, he said that, um, they reported back to him that, uh, right, right here in his own backyard, because they know David lives here, he's like, Hey man. There's some arms over there at Florida State that uh, most of the league thinks very highly of, and I think I think the number he said was four that they're looking at closely for high draft round picks. So so, so high draft picks. So that's okay then. Okay. No, uh, you know, listen, guys, got to go out and perform and execute, get better, show that they can pitch, do all those things,
0: make improvements. But you got potential. I would think that would mean that uh, he'd be. Probably at Hauser for the first couple of weeks of the season. Might. Lord knows pitchers and catchers were supposed to report either today or yesterday, and he's got nothing to do there.
2: Yeah, well, it's interesting on that note, though, if you're noticing, I want to believe, and this is segueing into a different subject matter, but one that's near and dear to our heart and anybody who loves baseball, which I admit, given the audience and where baseball's at right now, might only be 30% of the people that listen to us. But that said... Yeah, they're
0: mostly Braves fans, though, so they're happy.
2: Yeah, they, yeah, they care. Um, I know down in Bradenton, for example... Uh, my beloved Pittsburgh Pirates have gathered uh, at, by, by in mass. A lot of players have shown up and begun to – I I think it's an indicator, Tom. I'm, I'm finding that a lot of these guys have begun workouts. Yeah, I don't really think you're going to do that if you don't think there's going to be a season or it's going to be held off for months on end or you think the impasse is so right, great right. that you can't ready yourself. Because you don't want to risk getting hurt at this time.
0: They think opening day is a reasonable target. Yeah, but that's you know what the hard part is about that. And let's say that they cut a deal. In principle, right, because it's never done. But like they have an in principle. The tweet goes out March 5th, something like that. Okay, does that mean that the rosters expand to start the season? Because, I mean, you've got to yeah. get your pitchers up. You unless the pitchers, pitchers on their up. own are, are getting themselves built up to a certain pitch count. sir.
2: your guy, in fact, said he is doing just that. I, I kind of like the way that guy operates, man. He, he flat out said, look, I'm a veteran pitcher. I need a lot of time to get my body right To go to war. To do what I need to do. Because he didn't want to come out of games.
0: Yeah, for the ransom we're paying him.
2: And so my man's like, I need whatever that number is for your veteran pitchers in spring that you would normally get. He's like, I usually need more than that. I like to throw a little bit more than that. I'm getting – I don't want dead arm to hit me early in the season. I want So I've got to go through this process now. Um I'll just say this: If you pay a guy a lot of money to be your ace and to go out and you know, hopefully have two or three good seasons for you, you like to know that. Okay, even in the midst of this nightmare, where these two sides seem to be at a uh, impenetrable impasse, he's he's out there working as if they're going to start on time. That's good news. Good news for you. I don't have anybody like that on my team. Yeah, though, so well, I, I, yeah. you know, what are you going to do? What are you? Gonna I do? still
0: think this is a one point zero on the super team thing, but we'll get there. We'll get there. We're going to become the Dodgers real soon. Ah, uh, imminently hateable. That's so, okay, bring it on. Yeah,
2: I mean, and you'll know why.
0: And if it comes with a trophy, that's okay. Uh, yeah. That's okay. Uh,
2: so, I know people uh, obviously realize that uh, I'm a big Joe Burrow fan, but it's funny, somebody sent me this NFL from CBS noting that each of the last 16 quarterbacks to lose in their Super Bowl debut have never made it back to the big game as a starter. Well, Ready for the names? Because it's a trip down memory lane And that's always fun and we love to talk about quarterbacks So here they are Jimmy G, Jared Goff, Matt Ryan, Cam Newton Colin Kaepernick, Rex Grossman I could have told you Rex was never going back But that's just an aside Uh, Matt Hasselbeck, Donovan McNabb Jake DeLome, Rich Gannon Wrong end of an ass beating Kerry Collins Wrong end of an ass beating Steve McNair, Chris Chandler Ooh. Chris Chandler, what are we doing in the Damn. Super Bowl?
0: Losing to the Broncos. Goodness
2: gracious. But the NFL's man of the year had himself some fun the night before. That's oh, always yeah. my favorite story. Mm. With wife and toe. Drew Bledsoe, Neil O'Donnell. Neil O'Donnell. Mm. Oh
0: my goodness. Back- they, were, they were actually close in that game. The Cowboys should be ashamed of themselves for how close that game was. It
2: stayed close for a while there, but uh, yeah. Neil O'Donnell. Hmm. Uh, and Stan Humphreys. Good old Stan Humphreys on the wrong end of a colossal ass-kicking.
0: Quick story about Steelers and Cowboys, the Neil O'Donnell game, as I'm going to call it.
2: As you should know, by the way, that game was in Pasadena, and it was beautiful.
0: Well, I didn't get to see it, because my parents scheduled a Sunday night dinner at a steakhouse in St. Petersburg. That is child abuse. Yes, I kept on leaving, to go, and I'm however old, what year is that, like 95, So I'm 8 to 10 years old, somewhere mm-hmm, in there. Mm-hmm. I kept leaving to go to the bathroom. They said, you're done. You're done going to the bathroom because I walked by the you bar. You watching the game. Oh, it was a sign of things to come. I walked by the bar, saw the TV, and I'd stand there for three or four minutes. You know, Dad, it's the Super Bowl. I don't <laughs> think he was happy either. That's He probably was the one who told me to stop Ooh. going to the bathroom because he's thinking, well, if I'm stuck here, son, if you're not going to give me proper updates, you're too young to know what's going on.
2: You know, it's one of those things, too, where um, – uh, it's funny to look back. I, I I don't know what video I was watching. It was a highlight reel for a player a while back, and they were showing some of those highlights. And I'm thinking back on the TVs that we watched. If you were walking past a bar to get a glimpse of a score in the pre-high-definition era, my God, did you have to impose. I mean, the poor people at the bar had to feel your shoulders. Well, There was no uh, yeah. chance you were setting gaze upon that 32-inch glass set and being able to discern anything. You know, you had to come up and be like, "I am sorry, just checking the score." Here.
0: Well, or if you are the person sitting at the bar, just be ready to be asked the same question yeah, fifty over over. times. Yeah. yeah,
2: down distance score time can't see any of it from which I stand. Yeah, <laughs> what do we got here? Second and seven from the thirty-four, second quarter, ten to three Steelers. Got it. Thanks.
0: So the Bledsoe loss to Brett Favre and the Packers. That was Desmond Howard winning the Super Bowl MVP that night. Mm-hmm. I my parents made me go to bed. Um, for the second half and I watched it secretly on a Sony Watchman the little black and white thing that yeah. picked up the air signal mm-hmm. that's how I watched the end of that Super Bowl now, see, these are the moments
2: that you're reminded of, uh, despite all the woes and ills that uh, modern technology provides us, uh, it also provides the gift of being able to watch a game without having to you know, peer in as if it's the Supruder film. You are able to now kind of just casually observe from great distances and clarity uh, any game that you want, and it's glorious. Well, what would do that for you? What would allow you to see the 85 inch from- television that sits in Casa a Camera? baby Woo-hoo!
0: it must have been made the same time that the loaves and the fishes were made back in the biblical days because it keeps on getting larger no. with every story now it's 82 or 83 or whatever it is it's, it's something like that but
2: it's uh, 89 it's a biggin a 90 tour I told you that and I know how it works because it's been this way since the advent of big screen televisions but as soon as it's almost like buying a brand new car the second you do you lament it Because you want the next best thing in less than a month.
0: You've got already regrets about your television? I want a bigger one. Oh, my God.
2: Well, there's room. There's room. You know, when I look at it and I really think about it, it bothers me that there's room. The room sits... Perfectly, and that TV is, high ceilings. Oh, now you do have room. a
0: point. Legitimately, you do have a point. I have there. room. Yeah,
2: it's I'm not even being gluttonous. I have room for a bigger television in that particular room, which is the ultimate TV viewing room, because you're at the right distance. Right. I could clearly get a ninety something inch television. And here's the other reason. Here's the other reason that it pisses me off. So Costco's to blame for this. You know how they get you. Oh, yeah. The second you walk through the doors of Costco, there are all of those televisions. That's the first thing you see. They're like, hey, look at us. They know that every dude that comes through there is going to do exactly that. Look at them. And as you do, you realize, and it takes less than six months. It's
0: like a 4K red light district.
2: It's unbelievable. I can't help myself. I mean, look, 8K. I mean, look at that thing. So every time I go in, I see the television I bought. Like less than a year ago. And it's fantastic. Fifty bucks. (laughs) It is frustrating because it goes from what it was down to like twelve hundred bucks. Like, really, really. Okay. Twelve hundred bucks. And then the newer ones, the even better which you thought was impossible to actually assemble, there'd be no way you could make a better television than the one that you got just six months earlier. But they do. They do. They find a way. I'm telling you, half the time you look at the new televisions, when you see the landscape, because it's always some big, luxurious landscape, or it's a lizard in the desert running up on the camera, it's whatever, where you're like, look at that, I can see the granules. But as you're doing it, you're like, you know, I think if I were standing there next to that lizard, my view of this lizard in the actual desert that they filmed this in would not be as good as it is on this television. That's how far they've come. The television is better than real life. It's better than what we see all around us on a daily basis.
0: Oh, it's the next step of the Internet. Oh. NFTs aren't just that, man. We're all going to be living in, in our uh, Oculus sets. Mm. <laughs> you're going to be attending basketball games not too long from now with Bryce and sitting, you know, uh, court center side. Center court for yeah. the
2: Celtics game or whatever. Mm-hmm. Any ga- what, Game of the night, where do you want to be? By
0: the time he's halfway through undergrad and college, I bet well, that's exactly what's happening. In truth, that, by the way,
2: that, that is already happening to some degree. It is still a rarity, but it does happen. You can purchase whatever, you know, league pass type things where you're able to watch because somebody is sitting there viewing the game from those seats and you pay a certain amount and you see what they see. Um which, by the way, would be the greatest job in the world. Jeff, you have to sit center court tonight for the Clippers-Lakers. Uh, make sure no don't get all crazy because people are watching through your eyes. Okay? I'll do
0: it. Yeah, but that's going to become sterilized and perfected and, oh, and yeah. cheapened by the time that everybody can do it.
2: Well, okay, so go back to this. It's it's part of the overriding issue for fan attendance of at football games. We have this conversation annually, and it's only getting worse, and this is why Florida State, amongst others, are fighting so hard to rapidly improve all of the technology in the stadiums for which you, you have to beg people to come watch a game. It's hard to tell somebody with today's televisions and the clarity that I just alluded to, hey, listen, why don't you leave your home where that ninety-inch television that I'm talking about exists, along with no strangers in a fridge right to your right and a bathroom right here, why don't you leave that drive three hundred miles to to attend a ninety-eight-degree game, you know, in person so that you can feel the energy with Billy Radio, right? Tough to do. He's gotten bigger again this year. Especially because Billy Ray doesn't understand football, and he's not going to stop talking about football the whole time you watch the game. So you won't be able to ignore him.
0: 20 pounds a year from Billy Ray. At
2: some point, he's taking off his shirt because it's too hot for him. He'll die otherwise. So now you're exposed to that in addition to his ramblings. And then you try to distract yourself by looking down and checking your fantasy team. But you can't do that because the technology and the internet inside Doak sucks. So there it is. There it is. In a nutshell, that's what you're up against. It's tough to do. Never mind the trek itself and the parking and then getting bent over by the hotels. All of it. It's Jeff Caber, show 93 3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Sticks.
1: Sticks. Don't sail away. Don't sail away with me. The Legacy Continues. J.Y. Tommy, Chuck, Todd, Lawrence, Ricky, and Will. Sticks. Sticks. February 22nd, 2022. Donald L. Tucker Civic Center. Sticks. Sticks with one hit song after another. Tickets on sale now at TuckerCivicCenter.com. Don't miss Sticks live. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the WarChant.com multimedia network. Check out WarChant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's WarChant.com. Now back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Oh, do
0: me, oh, do me, All right, stop what you're doing Because I'm about to ruin The image and the style that you're
2: used to I look funny Chef Cameron, 933 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV Good stuff uh, Really quickly, if you're thinking about solar panels, don't forget to think about the condition of your roof before you sign a solar panel contract. Call T-Spark Enterprises to come out and inspect your roof. The last thing you want to do is have to pay an additional $10,000 plus to remove your newly installed panels to have a new roof put on. No, you don't want to do that. Benefit to replacing your roof at the same time you have solar panels installed. There are opportunities, by the way, also for tax credits In addition, you want to make sure your roof can handle the weight of solar panels and that your roof will not need to be repaired or replaced in order to do so. So there you go. Go check out our friends at T-Spark Enterprises Roofing and Construction. Best in the business. Yeah, Will Burrow get back. Uh, I got sidetracked by 80-inch televisions and the like. Um, You know... I think it is a fair conversation this shortly, you know, shortly after the Super Bowl is what we do. We always project out to next year. We, we do two things as soon as the Super Bowl ends. We, we look at uh, the draft because we're coming up on combine workouts and all that stuff. And especially because Florida State, you know, we, we, we have a guy. I mean, everybody's excited to watch and see where Jermaine goes. Uh, I might note watched another projection uh, or read another one today uh, that had him going 23 to the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, this was, I believe, ESPN, another mock. Oh, by the way, this mock, Tom. We had a fake trade. Oh, great. All right. McShay's back. A fake trade that saw the Steelers move up to get their quarterback. Which is? Malik from Liberty.
0: Oh, my goodness. Yeah.
2: Not what I would do. I'm not moving up to grab Malik Willis, but who knows? What about Kenny Pickett? Hometown? Yeah, he, knows, hometown. he knows the field, okay. he knows the playing surface he knows what it means to be Pittsburgh It's not his first moment of success in Heinz Field Steelers jump ahead to get their quarterback Trade, trade, we have a trade The Steelers have moved up to 17, everybody Boy, aren't the Saints going to be mad They'll take Matt Corral and tell Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill to have a good day uh, So, as an aside, uh, you know just keep falling, trailing Burks. Keep falling to Tampa Bay, baby. But Jermaine Johnson was uh, 23rd on McShay's mock.
0: Where do you think Jameis goes if he had to handicap it right now? Because it feels like a weird market because it's kind of soft with the the draft. Brady, there's still kind of weird rumblings that he kind of wants back, but he doesn't want to play in Tampa, whatever it is. But there's there's really not a huge market unless the – Aaron Rodgers' domino falls, and that probably starts everything up. But it's just hard to figure on where things settle. So I feel like if you're Jameis' agent right now, like you're probably in wait and see mode to hear about what Aaron Rodgers is going to do, and then you have a better sense of who your potential have, suitors
2: are. Yeah, I I have a suspicion he ends up back in New Orleans. I think he stays in New Orleans. I think um, I think he likes it there. I think uh, he was obviously having success at the time that uh, he before he got hurt. Uh, I think it was 13 to 2 touchdown interception ratio. It was playing pretty well.
0: Okay, so there's continuity between the defensive staff being elevated and Dennis Dennis Allen, if I have that right. but So what, are they going to hire a continuous Sean Payton disciple to be their offensive coordinator or would it be a brand new offense and a brand new OC for Jameis?
2: Yeah, that I don't know and obviously he and his agent are going to wait to find that out. Um, You know, it'll be interesting to read, but you know, sit back and wait. Pittsburgh wouldn't be a bad place, speaking of places that need a quarterback. They certainly don't have one now.
0: Minnesota, Pittsburgh, yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: Um, I'll tell you what I will be surprised by, but I say that knowing that it only takes one, and I say that knowing that quarterback is hard to get right. You know, The more you look at quarterbacks drafted in the first round, first two rounds over the last 15 years, the more you really realize that even the best of the best and the ones who get it consistently right, there's a lot of, 50-50 50-50 to that that proposition. A lot of
0: 50-50. One of the interesting markets that apparently is going to be open for a new starting quarterback is Indy. Yeah. They're, they're already
2: off of Carson Wentz. Well, I would be too. I mean, we saw enough there that uh, I would be too.
0: But if you're Aaron Rodgers' camp or Russell Wilson's camp, you want to go to or, or, Indianapolis? You know? Yeah. yeah no absolutely. Fair. That team is much like the Rams team that's this close. Yeah, they're
2: they're pretty good. They're pretty good. I agree. Uh, The surprise, though, that I was alluding to at quarterback is that uh, some people have Sam Howell going in the first round, Tom. And you and I had this discussion during the regular season, but the more you watch Sam Howell without all of those weapons, and I'll grant you anybody would take a step back when you lose what he lost, but man, you just don't see it, do you? I don't see it at all. I don't see him as a starting NFL quarterback. Certainly not a first-round
0: pick. No, he reminds me of uh, about the same as, uh, what's his name, Ellinger from Texas. Mm-hmm. Same kind of stocky build, not overly tall, can't see over the line of scrimmage. A gamer. Nothing unique about him, though. Nothing, nothing,
2: nothing uniquely gifted about him.
0: Correct. Correct. Except right. the,
2: the hype. The hype
0: was. Yeah, but I'm every year for not, Mac Brown.
2: Well, he's a good college football quarterback. No, he's a good college quarterback.
0: We would have been a good college quarterback for us. There's a lot of those, though. That's like, what I mean. And That's in the ACC, mean. there's a lot of them. But Sam Howell was always put in this different stratosphere. It's like, well, he's not even the best quarterback in the conference. No, he's
2: not. And there's nothing. Yeah. Again, when you're looking at a first round quarterback, you'd like to see something that you could identify as unique. There's nothing unique about him. He's not overly tall at all. He's not fast. He's not all that athletic doesn't have a great arm yeah, don't see it that's a tough sell in the meeting he's plucky <laughs> I mean again he does some things well, but yeah well i i here here are the bucks in need of a quarterback and uh, by the way don't get me wrong I'm not segueing over to Sam Howell, God forbid um but obviously they have a uh, uh oh oh wait and develop. Kyle Trask on their hands. Um, so uh, he's not ready. Uh, if ever. We, we just don't know. We just don't know. It uh, doesn't, doesn't seem like it. a high
0: pick. Mm. Mm. To have no hope. Well, I don't know about no hope. Well, you would think that there would be buzz around Tampa that well, maybe been, you know the been, uh, a
2: little something maybe management might anything be willing to bring all. up his
0: name yeah. or say, "Hey, why don't you write a feature on Trask?" Yeah. Things good things are happening. Didn't happen. Didn't didn't hear <laughs> that. i seeing that article
2: greatly overshadowed by the greatest quarterback of all time. Understandably, though, that's a but. You're right. The fact that they were really pretty sure that if anything was going to happen, they were going to go to Blaine Gabbard. Yeah, that, at all times. Mm, that's a toughie. So, of these. Potential holes in the roster, players that remain uh, unsigned, uh, here you go. At least in terms of who you keep, who you don't. Rapid fire, this seems very easy to me if you're trying to rebuild on the fly while fielding a competitive team. Ready? Uh, Resign or extend Ryan Jensen. Yes? Yes. Yeah. Carlton Davis. Yes. Maybe. Leonard Fournette.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're
2: going to need it. Okay. Leonard Jones, no. I mean the no, Ronald Jones, no, no. Jordan Whitehead,
0: yes, yes.
2: Alex Kappa, no. Mm-hmm. JPP, no, no. And Dominic Sue, no. William Golston,
0: yeah, he'll be there for his fiftieth season. But yeah, you're going to need it because uh, Sue's going to take away your ability to stop the run, and Golston can do that.
2: Okay, so all I'm looking at with those names is I'm saying okay, just lock in Whitehead. Lock in Jensen, lock in Fournette, and if you can get Golston and Davis, cheap. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, Golston and Davis.
0: Yeah, Davis. I don't know. Something's wrong there. I don't know what's going on.
2: It's but, a fun it's a fun topic everybody every fan is doing this with their team now but it is an interesting topic because you you know you went from an abundance of riches and resigned everybody at least for a singular season to make a run at it didn't work out obviously had a good year won the division got to the second round hosted the playoff game did all those things but now the dream is dead it's over you won the Super Bowl and it's time to try to think about how quickly can you become uh, an elite level team in the NFC can you win another NFC uh, can you win an NFC South title again that's not a great division uh the Saints are in the bits, midst of rebuilding, Carolina a mess, Atlanta maybe maybe you think Atlanta's the odds on favorite going in the next year probably?
0: No, I mean it's Yeah, but, but what odds on, you know? Yeah, yeah, like, so marginally? it's kind of wide open is my yeah. point.
2: It's kind of yeah. wide open. You just you, you got to find a guy at the helm and I mm. Jimmy G?
0: No, I mean you you mortgage the future for Aaron Rodgers if he wants to play.
2: It's not happening. He's not coming here. He's, he's like, man, I'm not taking Tom Brady's sloppy seconds. I'm not doing this. There's no chance I'm doing that. Talk about, like, yeah, you know, I understand. F- the <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> yep, Jeff yep, Cameron yep. Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV.
1: The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the WarChant.com multimedia network. Check out WarChant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's WarChant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3
2: you think they do get two wins? Florida State basketball to keep the winning consecutive seasons of a winning record streak alive. Do you think it happens? Putting any money on that?
0: Huh? You know... They're going to have more than two wins when you uh, count in the magical week. Oh, my God, this in again. Brooklyn.
2: Yeah, I would love to believe that to be true. Um, I, I can't believe that you and I are going to set the stage, which is what exactly what we're going to do, for the big matchup against Boston College. What a Monday. Big Monday indeed, Tom. Big Monday indeed. The biggest of Mondays. I do care about it. I mean, I do care about it. Uh, I, I am excited to see if they, you know, that, that win gives them this opportunity. And for those that missed it, we did talk about it last hour. We began the show with it and, uh, and all the facets of it. Obviously, uh, we did not look past a, a, an important and, and moving story, one that saw um, the revelation that uh, Jared Lynn is an FSU student manager who has been diagnosed with stage four cancer. And was returning to his hometown to receive treatment. Team rallying around that news, and uh, and fighting for him. And Coach Hamilton was emotional when talking about that in the uh, post game press conference last night. I thought it was a pretty touching scene, without question. And I, I think it's even more touching. Obviously, you know, I mean, if you if you just you know have a measure of humanity, you, you you get the significance of that. But knowing how Coach Hamilton feels about the people in his program and those that either play assist work for, whatever it might be, the program, um, and how that is a big family. And I saw where uh, Jared Lynn tweeted that and, and pointed out that it is more than basketball, that it is a family. And that is the sense that we've always gotten from that program. And one of the reasons that I think we as fans have rallied around it is that it is bigger than basketball. And it has become a thing that, you know, you watch former players, even guys that didn't I mean, I guess you could argue that left early that shouldn't have, or guys that uh, sought other opportunities and put the team in a bind. Even those guys are kind of welcome back with open arms. Uh, once you've played for Ham, provided you don't do anything, um, you know, the transgression isn't absurd, isn't something that uh, jeopardized other members of the team or the program itself, then you're welcome back. Uh, missteps are, are forgiven pretty quickly.
0: They are, yeah. There's uh, one particular player, and Ham's been here for going on 20 years, so you know it could be anybody. But at one point during his tenure, heard this story: this player left the program, did not go to the next level, did not you know, went to a different college, and then needed some help. You know, and, and I'm not talking about monetarily. I just advise things like that. And um, coach was asked, "Well, why would you help that person necessarily? Because of the way things ended? Yeah, ended here? Yeah. He's one of ours." Was the answer? He's one of us. Yeah, and man. that's that speaks to you know what he fosters behind the scenes that has so many people you know when the nba was a summer league in vegas there was that photo of all the you it's know incredible. fsu grads that wanted to get together to meet up to hang out with each other let's get back to that you know hopefully yesterday was a step in the right direction there because when you have a coach calling out energy and effort and consistency of effort well then we need to get back to those days that we're talking about and not the most recent couple of weeks did you think that when hall Drew, the uh, the defenders, and kicked out to that open three-point shooter that we were screwed? We've had a lot of luck, actually, in, in our building with wide-open shots towards the end of a game. Like Sometimes they're half-quarters, but sometimes they're open shots from the corner. I remember Notre Dame had one look like that a mm, couple of years back. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I and felt that, okay. His name wasn't R.J. Barrett, right? Because it was Barrett who knocked down that one that we were looking
2: at. Straight money, and as soon as it left his hand, we knew it.
0: Uh I, I will say I did go matrix for that, you know, point eight seconds. Not like this. Not like this. <laughs>
2: um yeah. Well, listen, I thought that Nick Honor was incredible last night, and I thought that uh, you know, when you look at that play, it was a smart play. What they drew up was good. I mean, they he drew three Florida State defenders, and why not? He had been unstoppable and then kicks out. That's a wide open look. And my man just comes up a little short.
0: He ends up playing pretty well against us, generally speaking. You know the stat sheet doesn't show it last night, but he's a tough player. Um, I remember last year it was at the game, maybe it was two years ago, the game on the road. Um there's sometimes there, there are players that just stick out to you from other programs, and when Clemson doesn't have very many good players over the last ten years, um, every once in a while they stick out. But honors honors line last night wasn't great, but he was a it was a great play, and uh, he was a thorn in our side last time we matched up at the Little John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And. We just we survived it. It it doesn't matter how right now with this program, and sadly it it has for a long time. It mattered how you won because we were going to win.
2: Yeah, I it's funny because you're right. I, I think about the little things, and and you know if you look at rebounds and 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 you know you the way he plays defensively. You're right. I mean the the star of the game is PJ Hall for them, right. but but. That's a guy that, uh, when you look at him physically, we don't have anybody for him right now. I mean, we don't really have anybody for that guy. Uh, he's the kid who scored twenty eight on us last night, yep. right? Yeah, um, he's a he's a physical mismatch for us right now, and that just shows you where we're at. I mean, normally we would have something for that. We're usually the bigger, stronger team, and we can run length of people all day long. But he kind of had his way. He was really, really good, and he got to the free throw line
0: because, well, of course, because of course, everybody did. Who didn't last night? Who didn't get to the free oh, the throw The total
2: line? number of free throws, did you say?
0: Uh, oh, let me go back. I think it was 65 more. between the two teams. It was a lot. 65 was, attempts.
2: 36 for them. 30, it was more 66, than that. 66. 66 yeah. yeah.
0: And if you look at the point totals, because they both shot identically percentage-wise, but you had 55 points from the stripe, and there were, quick math, 161. So Between
2: over, Evans and Hall
0: right. from the free throw line, yes, you have a little 24 of 26. But over a third of the scoring in the game is from the stripe between both teams. I mean, come on, man. Mm-hmm. But we needed that, as I said in the first hour. I think when we're as thin as we are, if the game is a little bit more segmented and not flowing, that probably helps us.
2: I just hope that there's some confidence being gained for Cameron Fletcher. Uh, I hope that you're starting to see a little bit of it with Matthew Cleveland, at least in terms of uh, you know better efficiency shooting the basketball. Uh, I think we're all You know, obviously, bitterly disappointed that there hasn't been an emergence of a big ever. And listen, you know, Quincy Ballard is a guy that I would have thought at some point you'd get something out of. You're really not. Tanner and Gum has had injury issues, and then obviously we we know uh, just how injury riddled this team is in general. So it's. It's frustrating. It's hard to find two more wins, but that's all you need to finish with a winning season.
0: Yeah, thanks, uh, life spectator on the chat. It was reddish who had the shot because Barrett was the decoy. You're right. But I mean, that was a tough circumstance. That you know, you're up one, so you're playing against the two, and then they kick out. But that was there was never it was only back iron. That was the only way that thing was going to miss because it was online. As
2: soon as he released it, we stood right next to each other, and I think we said audibly as the ball left his hand, and we saw the rotation. Damn it! Yeah. Maybe a little stronger. Something, something like that, yeah. yeah. Well, he's wide open. It's a great play. The inbounds pass is perfect. It's right there. He catches in rhythm. It's not just that he sees the open man, because right. he's open. You ought to be able to see him. Let's just but get it's the just... board off
0: the missed free throw, and then you win that game. Mm. But that was like, in those days, you could only pick between three or four losses over you know four years, and you're like, man, we would have gotten that Duke one, too, but we had a lot of overtime results that went our way and, and you know a lot of last-second moments. I can think of quite a few with Trent Forrest involved in the middle of it that went our way.
2: Good for them for fighting was the whole point, and uh, a nice little pick me up there. And another great moment for Raquan Evans, who uh, has had three or four of them this year. And you know, listen, this is a guy whose career is, uh, at least in terms of the player that he's been here, has been checkered if, if, if that if you can use that word. I don't mean you know, a, a character or anything like that. But like he has his moments where you're like, Okay, he's coming along and then there's four straight games where you're like, Okay, we really have to do better than Raekwon Evans and I understand his story too. And so I root for that kid desperately. Really happy for him last night because it's not the first time this year, and I hope it's not the last. Maybe we have another heroic moment like that against Boston College on Monday, right? As we're trying to find these wins, you're gonna have to have
0: somebody do that. It's funny, you know, because there is a game between then and now, but we're just kind of we're moving <laughs> past it. For,
2: I'm not looking at that game. I have no desire to see that game. I'll be stunned if I get a notice on my phone, Jeff, tied. Cameron Indoor, fifty-seven fifty-seven with five to play. Oh, wait a minute. So the
0: phone's going to have to tell you. Oh,
2: I'm not watching. No, I won't be watching. I'll be reading. Uh, what? Isn't that the same time for State Baseball?
0: Don't you have any pride?
2: Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm not watching.
0: <laughs> uh, no, it's 2 o'clock. Oh. 2 o'clock. So okay. you, can, you can watch both. I can do both. See? Solved your problem Probably for Probably won't. Probably won't.
2: Maybe uh, watch a little golf. playing a little golf. Who knows?
0: Oh, the Riviera. Yeah. Dude. The Genesis, Um, technically, the Genesis is right, and
2: the Riv is fun to watch. That's a good tournament. That's a real good tournament. I want to play number ten once in my life. I got to get out there and play number ten because that's a cool hole and it looks uh, exceptionally difficult. Where guys actually chip away from the hole, obviously, and they try to, you know, you're trying to miss on the fat side of the green, see if you can get there. Have you done your research yet? Oh yeah. Okay, you need some. You need some floaters, some guys at the lower end oh, yeah. of the of the spectrum and from a salary standpoint. I'm a man of the people. Okay. I'll get it to him. I'll get it to him. Uh, you know, the tournament starts tomorrow, so maybe you want me to do that at the last second here. I'll give you I'll give you a couple of names. But this is a classic course for those that have played. Listen, you're going to hear uh is the kakuya, the type of gla- grass they play on there. You're going to hear that said 4,000 times when the tournament starts. It's annoying. Like the first person to hit one wayward of the fairway and end up in the rough, you're gonna. How are they gonna deal with the Kakuya? Here, here. Let's see what they do with the Kakuya. It, that's all they're gonna talk about. They do it every year. It drives me nuts.
0: Uh, It'll be um. Oh, what's his name? Like the guy went nuts. Uh, Ian Baker Finch. It'll be him.
2: Well, they're gonna t- <laughs> went nuts. So well, you know, yeah, he, yeah. he got the yips. Yeah. <laughs> Forevermore. Yeah, golf nuts. Apparently, he shoots 66 when he's playing with his buddies, but put him in a tournament. Forget about it.
0: Yeah. Yes. That's a toughie. I made another birdie. Yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Let's put some money on it. No. No, no, no That's a little toughy. But you'll hear that a lot. But also, the point is, Max Homo won this a year ago. Remember, he stole it from Tony Finau, who choked like he likes to do. Uh, Homo, that's his home course. So, yeah, he knows it and played well there. But he came in last year, I think, at like 40-1, to 50-1. So that, you, you got some long odds on a guy that won it. This tends to produce guys that have played well there before. Horses for Courses holds true here. Also, I might say in perpetuity, if John Rahm and Patrick Cantlay are each playing in a tournament, they are the one and two seed of every tournament hereto after. Because they're not, you're not, I mean, right now nobody's playing better than those two. Rory's in the field this week. By the way, this field, when I commented last week on how great the field was, and it was, this field last year was better than the field at the Masters. People love this tournament. It's incredible. You have the top ten players in the world playing this week. Dustin Johnson's back. Rory's back. This is a... Cantlay. Rom. This is, this is a goodie. This is why we need those insights. I'm here for We're you, now. baby. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chit TV.
1: The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness. Two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. <laughs>
2: Shame about Ray really holds up. North Florida Payroll Services, locally owned for nearly 15 years, offering payroll and HR services, including full online applicant onboarding and integration into payroll. Save your company money and headaches today. Head to <laughs> Hey, Big Daddy, having some red Russians tonight? We'll know in about 47 seconds. Lead into an open wing. It's picked up by Dowdy and empty. There he scores. Hot damn. Big Daddy's done it again. Red Russians all around, Teddy. All right, Big Daddy. Win some, occasionally you lose some. I did both yesterday with the college sports book. Uh, my problem is that I underestimated the level of suck that Missouri's capable of. Arkansas came through for me, no problem. Lit it up over seventy-five points, seventy-six points. Missouri inept. I described all of that correctly in the in the video, but I just needed to get to one thirty-three and uh, or one thirty-five, whatever it was. Sorry, ass Missouri scoring in the fifties out here. Arkansas has got their backups in there.
0: Arkansas shortening the game, that kind of a thing, because they're uh, no threat.
2: Was no threat. No threat. So it hurt me. But I did take Arkansas first half minus four. They covered that rather easily. If you were trying to bet against our beloved Knowles, I hope you took Clemson plus two and not on the money line. Just saying. That field of which you speak, the Genesis Invitational, great event, a lot of fun, requires... An awful lot of precision with your irons. I'm leaning towards Colin Morikawa. Now, that won't surprise anybody because it's an L.A. kid in Riviera. But I would tell you that um, of the great names that are in this tournament, and it's mostly all of them, I like him an awful lot. And I'm never going to bet against Victor Hovland, and I think soon we're going to get a lot of Colin Morikawa versus Victor Hovland versus John Rahm versus Patrick Cantlay, and I'm going to sit back and love all of it. That was the beauty of the Ryder Cup; you
0: got those things. Yeah, you did. You really, and they all were playing well at that time.
2: Well, I mean, you think about what you're, what what you have access to this week: Dustin Johnson, Patrick Cantlay, John Rahm, Colin Morikawa, Rory McIlroy. Um, and then, and then from there, the second tier of of young and up and oh, Xander Schauffele's in this tournament.
0: And Xander's been playing well too. When you said one and two, well, Xander's probably three, like yeah. firmly number three in that conversation. Got to win. The he problem does. is he's got to he win.
2: He doesn't ever win. He's right there. He's always right there. That's why Scheffler needed to win, and he did. He did, and that was important. By the way, one one criticism of the waste management. We talk about how much we like sixteen, and I like sixteen. And I think it's great. Seventeen is one of the best holes in golf. It's a drivable par four. It's a risk reward hole. Why would you have the playoff be on eighteen? I agree. I totally are we agree. Doing?
0: I totally agree.
2: That pissed me off. What yep. are we doing? Stop playing eighteen over and over again. Now I don't want you to go back to sixteen because that. Uh, but seventeen. Go 17, to seventeen is risk
0: reward. All let's of go. Beautiful.
2: I don't understand. But this tournament, second tier of good players. Shoffley, uh, Scheffler, uh, I would, I think Will Zalatoris is amongst that group that will get a win real soon. He's a real good player, and he'll play well out there. Uh, Victor Hovland, I, he's not second tier, but he's on the list of great players. Um, guys this week that play this course well, horses for courses, Cam Smith's a guy that a lot of people will look at. Uh, Van Ruin is another player a lot of people will look at.
0: He's close. Uh,
2: yeah, he can be a good player. Uh, he can be. You know who's playing... Decent golf in this course might suit him.
0: Pat Perez. No,
2: but that's fair. Uh, If you get him way down the list, Francesco Molinari, playing more golf these days. Come on, Molinari. We want to see you get back in the fold, baby. Well, and Max Homo will play well. And that's Tiger's
0: tournament, right? Yeah, yeah, he's the host. Fran, I would love for you to win this week.
2: (laughs) I forgot that he refers to him as Fran all the time. Come on, Fran. (laughs) Let's
0: get it together. (laughs) You've got one of the best up and down games in the business. Come on, uh,
2: Fran. He protected Fran. He went to great lengths to protect Francesco Molinari when he was being interviewed about his win at the Masters. Fran hit a terrible shot. And he well, that was, well, that's unfortunate. It was,
0: it was this is shot. a tough it shot was, for Fran. He's been playing so well, the whole, you know. It was, a, it was a good shot. The, wind, is such a good
2: the player. wind got him. The wind. And you're like, well, no, it was it was a bad shot, Tiger. You don't have to. He didn't go that length for Finao or anybody else. Francesco, he wanted to protect. Bought him close to the bosom. I got
0: you, buddy. Fran knows things. <laughs> Fran's had a good time. My, my time in Venice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Fran knows things as well. Fran is right. knows too much. Mm hmm. So,
2: that said, uh, if you want a guy way down the list, Doug Gim. There you go. Ooh. I'm going way down right. the list for you. Get you some that Doug would be Gim, everybody. G H I M. That That's is correct. correct. That is correct. Yeah, and the reason I do it, and here, let me look at my gambling ledger here on my phone with my bookie. Let me see. Who did I take? <laughs> Let's see. Who did we take here? Here you go. Um,
0: transparency here is off the charts.
2: I do like Joaquin Neiman. I do like Tony Finau. Um, and I do like, well, Dustin Johnson's back. Well. Neiman's a sneaky good pick. He's a really good player. Um, hmm. Matt Ciyama likes this course. I don't know. You really can't. You can't stray too far this week. But it's an
0: all-star event. Wait till after thirty-six holes and then uh, place an educated wager.
2: Cam Smith's a good pick, and like you said, Shawflay's a good pick. I gave you ten. I don't know. It's not My that goodness. far off the ledger. I don't know
0: that we have any insights there. It's just a, Doug Gim is a hell of an insight. Doug Gim's I mean, an I mean, insight. Jeez, yeah. Louise!
2: Yeah. I'm giving you a guy. Most people are like, "Who the hell is Doug Gim?" uh doug Gim sitting there in the top 10 if you got him you guys need to bring me some money
0: i got a hockey play for you and this is going based off the sharps this i'm
2: gonna are... give you one other oh. off the radar sprinkle Excuse some me. pizza money way off the radar and i'm gonna stay with this kid as long as we're on out here on the west coast aaron wise at 180 to 1 180 to 1 180 to 1 pizza money yeah Let's say Aaron Wise you makes it happen. You could get
0: one of those, um, Let's go ahead it's to already go warm it. for you, pizza money. Okay. That would be good money. Yeah,
2: 180 to 1. By the way, Tony Fino is 53
0: to 1. Uh, got to win it.
2: I'm just
0: saying. you got to make putts to win I'm it. I'm just saying.
2: Okay, go ahead. Give so, me your hockey
0: game. Uh, the hockey game, two really good teams tonight playing. Great matchup, 7.35 p.m., Florida-Carolina. That could be an Eastern Conference Finals preview. Is it in Carolina or Florida? It's in Carolina, where Mm -hmm. they play well. But I'm watching the Sharps here. This is solely based on the Sharps, no hockey inside, because these are evenly matched teams that are really good. But uh, it opened at Florida plus 105, straight up. It is now Florida minus 115. Ooh. Something's afoot. Okay. Something's afoot. I see you
2: working over here. I like the pick. Okay, well done. Hey, if you like head-to-heads, take... um, you can get some plus money on Thomas Peters over Mark Leishman. You can get some. Oh, you can get some plus money on Hideki Matsuyama over Xander Schauffele head to head. You get. Surgery. Is that a
0: Thursday only or is that the whole week? You can you can do Thursday only. Yeah. What it, are you talking about? You though? can
2: do full tournament head to heads. That's what I was referencing.
0: Yeah, that's much better. There's yeah, much yeah, more. Yeah. You know.
2: All right. Well, I mean, Patrick Cantlay's plus one fifteen over John Rahm, and seeing the way John Rahm put it last week, I'm taking Patrick Cantlay at plus one fifteen. Full tournament. Tall boy. All right. There it is. Yeah. I mean, listen, you just took the number one player in the world against me. That's fair. Yeah, well, that's why it's a tall boy. Okay.
0: <laughs> I'm asking for Alexis. <laughs> plus,
2: plus 115 over here. Do I get two tall boys?
0: You get a tall boy and a-, a And
2: a sip of your a, tall boy? A,
0: a coronita. <laughs> I'll get you a coronita. <laughs> the little guy.
2: Yeah. Okay. That's fair. You want some more pizza money sprinkles? Here's a little Sung J.M. for that at 45 to 1.
0: Okay, but you know what? <laughs> yeah, top five. He's probably like twenty oh, to one or, or fifteen Make, to one.
2: He'll be there on the weekend. Yeah, I guarantee you that. Cut making. Jesse. I love the
0: top five bets.
2: I do too. They're fun. A lot good. of
0: playoffs this time of year in the PGA. Always
2: good work for you. Out of you, good work, Matthew. Thanks to all of you. Be well. Enjoy your day. Talk to you again tomorrow. Peace.